As we continue to monitor the doubleheader to close out Super Wildcard Weekend, currently it is the Buffalo Bills 21, the Pittsburgh Steelers 7, 13 minutes left in the third. Who just got carted off from Buffalo? Couldn't see. I couldn't see the number. But a uh, player from Buffalo getting carted off the field. I'm Colby Daniels. That is Jeremy Poplin, and we say hello to Dusty Dvorak joining us via the Blitz Hotline. Dusty, I know uh, we're still licking the wounds from yesterday, but uh, I'll just ask you the question that Brad Sham asked yesterday during the broadcast, which was... What the holy hell was that? What the holy hell was that? What's up, boys? Uh, good afternoon. That was Terrell Bernard, oh, former Baylor Bear. Goodness. Uh, Terrell Bernard. That's a doozy then for Buffalo. <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, the great Brad Cham. You know, I don't. I guess I don't know what you're talking about, Kobe. Was there? <laughs> was, was there a game yesterday? I. I have you seen Men in Black? <laughs> have you seen the show? Men? You know they had that pin that they would put in front of their face. That blue light would beam. My wife had one of those yesterday. So I don't even. What did something happen yesterday? Well, I'm. I, you know what? I'm what? upset with you then that you haven't helped me out in that regard. <laughs> um, I would no. like to forget about it. What was? What's the old line from like NFL films? I think it was Lombardi. What the hell's going on out there? Uh, I think that's what Cowboy fans everywhere were yelling into their television sets. I also don't like the fact that Pop is like laughing giddily okay i just i need you to dial it back wait a, a minute bit, have listen. some sympathy i have, have sympathy. Some sympathy for us i have sympathy uh, i colby did i text you at all yesterday i didn't at all i i i let it be I because I, the zero text messages. i know that feeling i know that feeling i have a lot of friends that are cowboys fans um so you don't yeah. know that feeling though because the niners don't stink that bad <laughs> on a big stage <laughs> Um, You're going to make me turn my mic off now? (laughs) I don't even know how to describe what I watched yesterday, Colby. It was a complete and total butt-whipping in every facet of the word. Uh, I mean, really at no point did I feel good about anything the Cowboys had going on. Um, Like most Cowboys fans, like any fans, you know, I was – What's really crazy is that I watched it to the final snap. How or why? Oh, no. I know. I I didn't turn it off. I'm a glutton for punishment. But it was was really – and and congrats to the Packers. That's a a really good young football team. And during a week that nobody gave them a chance to win, uh, they just went to work, and they put together an an, an excellent game plan, and they executed it flawlessly uh jordan love he is the real deal uh, did you guys see the stat that that was the highest qbr in nfl playoff history 99.3 yes <laughs> yeah uh so the i don't know what i don't know which aspect of the game frustrated me the most okay i don't know if it was the cowboys run defense that was just putrid and the fact that they continued to play nickel and dime with five and six defensive backs when Green Bay was in 12 personnel was a, a bit befuzzling to me. I could not quite figure that out. I'd like to match the personnel a little bit better. I know Dan Quinn does what he does, but uh, it didn't matter, though, because they weren't covering anybody, whether it was man coverage, zone coverage. And I love the pickup of Stephon Gilmore. He got exposed yesterday, as did the, Cowboy, the entire Cowboys defense. And the one thing that worries me about the Cowboys is when they've played teams – that were physical, they've struggled this year. 
And Green Bay, on both sides of the ball, was more physical than the Dallas Cowboys. And it, it really, when the Cowboys aren't getting turnovers and they're not playing with the lead where they can pin their ears back and get after the quarterback, they've struggled. And they struggled mightily in this game. It got – it became unwatchable and uncomfortable how wide open Green Bay Packers pass catchers were. I mean, the the play-action touchdown pass um, to Luke Musgrave, I mean, I, I don't even – you know, I don't, I don't even know what you say about stuff like that. Like, you could almost live with the, the Wicks touchdown. Like, that's a really good route. Froze Gilmore. It's an excellent throw by Jordan Love. Like, oh, okay, that's a pretty good ball. But some of the Romeo Dobbs stuff, the, the Musgrave – 38-yard touchdown. It's like, what was that? What did what Brad Sham say? Can I? <laughs> what the holy hell was that? Yes. What was that? And and then to compound the problem, you know, and, and I know it's like the final stat line is not real. It's a false reality. CeeDee Lamb not having his first catch until around the two-minute mark of the first half. How that happens, I'll never know. He's missing passes. He's not running good routes. Dak Prescott, I, I mean, you know, shame on me. Shame on all of us. I knew, I know what Dak Prescott is. We know what he is. He's not a bad football player. He's not a bad quarterback, but he's limited. And I thought my 11-year-old put it best yesterday. He said, Dad, Dak's just not any good against good teams. And he's right. He's not. And he throws the ball to the other team. He got lucky he didn't have another pick that he threw right to a Green Bay Packer linebacker in the end zone. He threw it right to him. So I don't, I don't know how you remedy all of it. I, I really don't. Um, this was a fabulous team at home the last two seasons, and they were an utter embarrassment yesterday. Of all the games that I can remember, and I, I know I'll miss one or two here or there, but in recent memory – that's as disappointing a performance as I've seen from the Dallas Cowboys in a big game that I, I can recall. Because, and I don't want to take anything away from Green Bay. Really well coached. Obviously, Jordan Love is a lot better than everyone outside of Green Bay's coaching staff believed. And contrary to what Aaron Rodgers wanted to tell us, they do have some really talented young weapons. And a defense that was – a defense that has struggled throughout the course of the year, especially the middle of the field that the Cowboys just could not take advantage of. Um, they they came into Dallas and embarrassed them. But this isn't the Niners. This isn't last year's Eagles. I mean, there's a reason the Packers are a double-digit underdog to Pops Niners. Um, and it was just as much as it was about the Packers playing really well, the Cowboys played as poorly as they possibly could have. And given the circumstances around Dak's deal, CD's deal, Micah Parsons' deal, the Stephon Gilmore on a one-year rental. I can go on. Like, there's a lot of question marks about this roster. This was the year. And the fact that this team had a perfect path, even though they didn't even deserve it, they shouldn't have beat the Lions, they were still gifted at least two rounds at home in a place they haven't lost the last two years. And what do they do? They go out there and put out the worst performance we've seen from the Cowboys at least in the last two years, maybe more. And it's just unbelievably disappointing. I'm not a fire guy. Mike McCarthy needs to be fired. Dan Quinn, I hope he gets a head coaching job somewhere else.
Um, and Dak Prescott, I understand that the, the other option might mean you take a step back offensively. But if the question is, are we going to pay Dak Prescott 40 to $50 million a year on a long-term extension? I'm not doing it. I'm sorry. I know how this story ends every single time. Now, there's probably people go, hey, three straight 12-win seasons. What are we talking about here? People would kill for that. <laughs> Great. You can have it. I would rather this team be a middling team, and I know exactly what they are, than fraudulent. And they're fraudulent. They're a team that beats up on bad football teams, and when push comes to shove and they have to play a good football team, they get smacked around. Sorry. I'm emotional right now. I, it still hasn't worn off. I keep waiting for the sting to wear off, but it hasn't, and I don't know if it will. But I, I don't know what more blinking lights there could be for Jerry Jones to need to make a move. They need to make a move, and I think it's several moves. This is not a – I don't think that there's any simple questions when you ask about their performance, but the, the one that I would start with on top of everything that you just brought up is I thought this team – had been able to eclipse the hurdle of that first five game or first four game stretch of the season. But when that game was still a game that would, that just reeked of the first five games offensively for, for Dallas, what happened to CD lamb? What, what happened to the effort to get him the football? What happened to Pollard Pollard's uh, yards after contact was 1.9 yesterday. He typically thrives in an environment like this. This was historic across all levels but I think the defense was kind of teetering towards the end of the season in certain elements to me Dusty but offensively I thought they had finally gotten past what was so bad about them at the early portion of the season and they just went they fell right back into the trap yes they did uh the defense was otherworldly awful uh yesterday and you're right there was a, a trend that we could kind of see coming down the stretch of the season offensively I, I mean again I I hate to go back to the quarterback, but when you give Green Bay that short field early on and you essentially, you know, they go up 14-0 and, and then all of a sudden you kind of get out of what you really want to do and you become so much more pass dependent. And then the second pick, you know, the second interception that was the pick six, I mean, how he didn't see Savage rotate down from his safety spot. And I would also say that goes to coaching to me. They, they clearly knew it was coming. I mean, they clearly knew in that trip set they were anticipating slants uh, because Savage stepped down and, I mean, he – it's like he knew that was going to CeeDee Lamb in that spot. And so for you to be that – you know, for a defense to be able to um, have that big of a beat on you, that's problematic uh, when you become, you know, that predictable on the opposite side. It's good film study by them. Uh, and again, they go out and execute, but it's also that, that's that's bad to me on on Mike McCarthy. Um, yeah, I, I don't. I, I I mean, I'm trying to think about anything that was good from this game. Jake Ferguson. I mean, Jake Fer Jake Ferguson. I guess we're looking for silver linings or bright spots. He was that, but wasn't. And again, I, I get it. The the scoreboard got skewed, but I thought this was supposed to be a team. When Mike McCarthy let go of Kellen Moore, remember what he said? They were going to run the football more. This is going to be more of a running team. That's not what they were this year. They didn't run the football better or more effectively throughout the course of the season. Um, and clearly not yesterday. And, again, I get it. Once the game, 
once it gets to, to 20 to nothing, uh, obviously, you know, things start to change very quickly and you can get out of your game plan. But I just thought, honestly, as Dak was so off to start this game, I didn't think even Brandon Cooks on that interception was a poorly thrown ball. What didn't feel like he was didn't feel like he completely finished his route. Didn't feel like he was competing for the ball as much as the Packer defender. Um, and I just uh, I don't know. I don't have the answers. I wish I did. I, I I don't have the answers. To me, that was a complete and total embarrassment. That was forty-two to was sorry. Was it forty-two to sixteen? Was it forty-eight to sixteen? I can't remember exactly how bad it had gotten yesterday. I was out by that point, but the box score says it yeah, was 41-16. 48-16. Now, 48 uh, Cowboys 48, went for oh, okay. on yeah, yeah. fourth down from their own side of the field, and then they scored. I mean, they were down 32 points at home <laughs> uh, with almost an entire fourth quarter left to spare. I mean, that's it, – it's as bad as, as I can possibly remember in a spot like that. And they were out coached, They were out-executed. And I thought that just individually, I was actually, I never watch, like, get up, and I never watch Stephen A. Smith. Uh, was that first take? I watched some of that today. I was a glutton for punishment. It was like, gosh, I just, I want to hear it. I need to hear it. And I thought Damian Woody said something that was spot on. He said, the Dallas Cowboys on both sides of the ball, to a man, got their butts whooped. That's what happened. Green Bay came in with an edge. And they kicked the Dallas Cowboys' butts on both sides of the line of scrimmage. Outside, defensively, their defensive backs outcompeted the Dallas Cowboys' pass catchers. Uh, I, don't, I still don't even know what the heck kind of coverage was going on in the back end. Dan Quinn, God bless him, he does some great things, and we've praised him for it. He doesn't always have the right adjustments or the right answers. And they did not have the right adjustments or the right answers in this ballgame. And I, I just – I don't know – just because you win 12 regular season games, it's great. And you'd rather be there, I guess, than winning five. But if that's – once you get to postseason time, it's three straight years now to Mike McCarthy. The Niners two years ago, the Niners in the second round last year, and then this embarrassment we saw yesterday where that, that is not a – you feel like it's a championship caliber roster potentially, but they are not ready to play at their peak whatever the games matter the most. And that's a problem. Uh, and that's a problem, and I don't know how massive changes aren't going to be coming. I really don't. They, they looked like a team that was feeling all the pressure yesterday. And, and we knew that Green Bay had nothing to lose going into this, but Dallas should have played on their home field like they had an edge and like they were just going to go win it, right? And it, it felt like they felt the pressure. Dak certainly felt like he was feeling the pressure. This was a typical Dak Prescott performance when there is pressure applied and all of a sudden he's doing these things that, that don't happen or that didn't even happen the rest of the game, right, when the pressure was removed. He ends up with 400 passing yards and three touchdowns when all the pressure was gone, right, because the game was over. And, and then he becomes the Dak Prescott that we see most weeks when there's no pressure uh, applied to the situation. That, to me, has to be coaching, and I don't know how you can place that anywhere else. I mean, I guess big picture, it's probably – it starts at the top. Obviously, you can't change the owner, but, I mean, you know, Mike McCarthy felt like going into this game, like just watching him all week, I felt like he, he gave the, the signs that he was feeling the pressure in a matchup like this, and I thought the team played like they felt the pressure. They felt pressure. Dak, Dak shrinks in big moments, man. And again, I, I don't, That's I don't right. know how, you, I don't know how you fix that. I, I, I don't, 
You know what I mean? Like, you want to get him a different coach? I mean, how many coordinators has he had? Has anything changed? Like, well, that's I, I something don't... that you either just have or you don't, right? Know, very, right? Very rarely does that change in a player. Right. And that's what I'm saying. So, like, I don't. Right. Like, to me, I don't know changing coaches if that does anything. I just think that's who Dak is. You can do much worse than Dak Prescott, but if you ever get into a spot, high pressure situation, and he's got to put the team on his back, good luck with that. And I just, I mean, the turnovers, man. I mean, how many times are we going to talk about it in the postseason and big games, big moments? The turnovers, it's a problem, but it's something that is unbelievably difficult to overcome. And I just, I feel like same, same exact song, same outcome, new year. Um, and I think we all somewhat fell victim and took the bait. Go back to the San Francisco game this year. Yeah, pressure game. Pressure game, right? Total Everybody put game. a lot into it, and he played awful. I mean, he was he was awful. He looked like he did for a large part of yesterday. Um, and I don't know, you know. Again, you want to? What's this next ex- next extension going to look like, Colby? We're going to talk probably. I think to they're going to give it to. I, they almost have to give it to him. He's got for 60, no other reason than that's the only way you can get out of the out of Dak Prescott. Or trade him, or you know, find yeah, or trade him if him. you can find yeah, if you can find somebody that 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 will trade and you can get something that you think is, yeah, because he's got what it's it's like fifty nine right around sixty million dollars. Right. He's gonna count against the cap next year. Yeah, because the way they have structured his contract, it's I mean, he's smart. He's got a good agent. They structured it like this so that they are forced to give him an extension, um, and they're he's in this spot. So I, and look, I appreciate Dak. Taken up for his taken up for his coach yesterday, and what he say in the post game that, you know, having McCarthy's back and if McCarthy needs to go. Me too. Okay, okay, sign me up. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I hate to. I sound like a crazy person. I just I feel like a crazy person, guys. I feel like a crazy person watching the exact same thing over and over, and somehow the crazy part in us, the fan part in us is expecting a different outcome. And, you know, we were, we were unfortunately reminded yesterday afternoon that this team, though at times you think that they're really close, a la Lincoln Riley, they are way far from what they need to be, who they need to be in order to be a championship caliber football team. So, I, again, I, I, don't, I also think just I, I just I wish I saw a little more toughness out there. Like, I don't know if it's, again, oh, is it Mike Vrabel? Is it Bill Belichick? Heck, I'm not a huge fan of, but is it Jim Harbaugh? I mean, I, I just, when I think about the teams that are typically left in it, and, and even, and I think Kansas City's a tough team, too. It plays great defense. Yeah, they got Patrick Mahomes, but there's more aspects to them. I feel like that's championship components of a lot of, of, of teams at all levels, and I don't, I don't consistently see that from our Cowboys. It's great when they're getting all these picks and pick sixes and they get these big leads and they beat up on these teams and they hang 40 or, you know, 45 or whatever when you know, they're beating up on Washington or they're beating up on the New England Patriots or the Jets or the G-Men. Like, we all feel good as Cowboys. Oh, yeah. Look at this team. But, man, you put them – they had a stat this morning, guys. They had a stat that since McCarthy and Dak have been together four years, and obviously one of those years was cut short – with the ankle injury and then the thumb injury as well at the beginning of last year. But in, in four years together, 
games that, that Dak has started with, with the Mike McCarthy as coach, they're 12-13 and 13 against teams that end the season with a winning record. Now think about that. Yeah. What do you face in the playoffs? You face winning teams. You face good teams. What have they consistently shown? The inability to beat good football teams. And I, I, that's where I just don't know how you don't change something. If they don't change something, why should any of us expect different results next season? Sometimes you don't make a change because you don't have good options to change to, right? And I, I get that in certain scenarios. You're telling me that Bill Belichick's out there, that Mike Vrabel's out there, heck, even Pete Carroll is out there, and you couldn't, you couldn't think about a change. But, or but there's always you mentioned the Harbaugh's name. I know he's not necessarily like free at the moment, but all of those guys make way more sense than retaining the services of this guy. But there's the big butt with that, though. This franchise is the only franchise that you have to throw in. Yeah, none med- of those guys the, might take the, it. the meddling of of ownership right. and how the team is run. Everyone else, not everyone, but ma- the majority of them make the hire and get the hell out of the way. Well, that's why Pop, somebody with a a la Bill Parcells, Bill Belichick, I think Mike Vrabel, even is kind of cut from that cloth. Somebody that can come in and say, "Look, if you want me to take this job, get the hell out of the way." Yeah, this is my show. And Bill could absolutely do that with Jerry. Absolutely. I'm the captain now. Would that, Bill have enough what, confidence that Jerry's actually going to do that, though? I don't know. I, I, I don't know I don't, if I don't know if he would. I don't know if he'd take it, even with that he, being thrown out. I don't know if he would either. But you know, what we don't need we don't need owners having their own radio shows, <laughs> talking about things throughout the season and the off season. You don't need a hype man telling everybody who will listen, including the players, just how great they are. Like that's not what they need. It's not what they need. I'd actually, and I think we've talked about this, front office personnel-wise, they've actually made some good decisions. they drafted some good players. They've done some good things. But the everyday meddling that you touched on, Pop, you're 100% spot on. And the only, clearly, Mike McCarthy, Jason Garrett, we can run down a laundry list, really since Bill Parcells. Everybody that's taken that job, it's the understanding that they're going to say and do what Jerry wants. That's, that's got to change. And if there was ever a time, there was ever a name or a person out there that could potentially get him to reverse course, I'd say now's the time. Did you guys watch at halftime? Did you watch Jimmy. my man, Jimmy. my coach, my coach? When I think of the Dallas Cowboys, I think of Jimmy Johnson. That's right. He had the hair on my arm standing up. He had Michael Strahan in a four-point stance, three-point stance ready to go. Like, give me some of that. Like, I – and I know that's old school, and maybe some will say that's just for show. That man, I felt his passion, boys. He had tears in his eyes. That, that wasn't for show. There were tears in his eyes. He was fired up. I was fired up for him. I, I need that. I need that running the Dallas Cowboys. Um, and, I, and I hate – Mike McCarthy stepped in and done a great job in the regular season. But clearly, it's, it's clear uh, he is not the guy to get to the Cowboys – to get the Dallas Cowboys over the hump. I mean, if, it, if, if, if yesterday wasn't flashing, warning, lights, sirens going off, I don't, I don't know what could be. As disappointing a performance from the Dallas Cowboys as I can remember. And I've been watching them since I was a baby in diapers. Yep. That was bad, bad, bad ball yesterday, boys. Bad ball. Absolutely atrocious.
Dusty, uh, glad that you were able to vent some of that frustration uh, as a as a fan who's already done that multiple times today. Um, it's also good to hear it uh, being by, vented. So, oh, by the way, one other thing I, I didn't even tell you guys: um, my family's in the portal. So, <laughs> uh, you know, Pop, we've we've been looking. We got a Christian McCaffrey jersey. We've been looking. Uh, gonna have a visit out to San Fran. I'm not gonna lie to you. Kansas City's the leader in the clubhouse right now. We want a winner, okay? We want a winner. And one thing I know, Patrick Mahomes is a winner. But, heck, if all these college kids can hop in the portal, why can't I? Right? I deserve good things. My family deserves good things. So, not saying we have not. As some people do, they get in the portal and they hop back out. But we are officially the Dvorak family. We are currently shopping, and, and we are in the uh, NFL uh, fandom portal currently right now. So. I don't hate it. I don't hate it at all. Dusty, we'll talk more on Wednesday, my friend. All right, boys. I'll talk to you then. That is Dusty Dvorak joining us via the Blitz Hotline. I am Colby Daniels, along with Jeremy Poplin and Scott File. We'll take one more time out and wrap things up next here on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app.